Hey sis, I'm your host LaShondra Smith. Welcome to Balance Her Faith Podcast. Each week we balance life together through God's word, interviews, and our testimonies. You may cry, you may laugh, possibly even both. All I can promise you is that each show won't be the same, but it will always be real. Tell your girls to tune in, subscribe, and don't forget to leave a review. We're back. I know you missed us last week, but we had some technical difficulties with the website. However, sometimes difficulties create opportunity. That shutdown allowed for an amazing new website to be birthed and has just pushed the vision further along for Women With Balance. This podcast is a part of something bigger, a nonprofit that I am launching, and you are now able to send in donations to help support this vision and events that will help women heal and come to know Christ for themselves. So make sure you check out the new site at www.womenwithbalance.org and give as your heart sees fit. We will also be introducing new membership opportunities in the future so that you can give consistently to the nonprofit that is being birthed. This season is approaching an end with only a few more episodes left. So if you haven't had the chance to catch up, please take the time this week to do so, so that you can already be ready and on board when season two launches. Make sure that you share with everyone that you know Um, about this podcast because I believe that it's going to help a lot of people with the direction and the vision that God has placed on my heart to go with. So without further ado, today's episode is with Mariella. It's going to be a little bit longer, which I think is definitely appropriate since we missed last week. So get ready to dive in. And here's some real gems from Mariella. Mariella is founder of She Speaks Ministry, where she encourages women through her spoken word and prayer via her faith in God. Her mission is to get the hearts of her generations to come back to God where we all belong. So welcome, Mariella, to Balance Her. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, yes, I'm so excited. So first, tell me more about your ministry and your testimony of how She Speaks came to fruition. Yeah, definitely. So um, I had a radical encounter with Jesus Christ in 2015, where my life just got flipped, turned upside down, and I have not looked back. Um, God just met me exactly where I was and delivered me from so much drug abuse, just um, not knowing who I was, hopelessness, depression. And after having that life-changing encounter, um, it was actually, I'm going to go ahead and share a little bit about that, if that's okay. Yes, so it was, in 20, it was in 2015 um, where I was actually, I grew up in a single parent home with my father, so a single dad. Um, and he was born in 1936 and from New Orleans, Louisiana, you know, Jim Crow era. So, mm-hmm. um, he was a very silent man. So, um, I'm, old, I'm 33. I just turned 33 on Valentine's day and oh. he's 83. Yeah. So you can tell like the big age difference there. I, I, I grew up with, um, an older father, 
but ha- his experience and his history and life and um, how his his experiences formed who he was caused him to be very quiet. And uh, he provided for us, uh, and we always had a roof over our heads. We always had everything that we needed, but there wasn't like nurturing and, and speaking about anything. And he would take us to church, but he wouldn't um, share his faith with us. So it kind of led me to just explore other things and just be lost. So I didn't really have a relationship with God, like going through my whole life, my adult life. Um, and I just had like the weight of the world on my shoulders. And at 27, I was at an all time low, um, in my life. And honestly, I was like three o'clock in the morning. It's very supernatural. What happened? I heard inside my heart, like open up the Bible and granted, I've never really read the Bible. I didn't, I just know I heard something inside me that said that. And wow. the moment that I started reading in Genesis, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Um, you know, he created, he created man in his image and in his likeness. Something happened inside of me that I cannot explain. It was something like a weight had been lifted off of me because I had a revelation that I was created by somebody and that I was loved and that I was um, not a burden because I went through my whole life feeling like I was a burden. Like I didn't belong in the spaces I was in. And honestly, like just everything was on my shoulders. And in that moment, God revealed himself to me. And uh, January, what was it? January 25th was, well, first, that was three weeks before January 25th is when I had that encounter in my room. Um, that God supernaturally delivered me from drugs. I was using cocaine. I was using whatever to get me high. And I literally have not touched a drug since that day. And I, I read uh, no withdrawals, no, no AA. I'm not knocking any of those programs, but something supernatural happened inside of me that like this void that I was using drugs and relationships for was filled, you know? And um, for those three weeks, I was just devouring scripture. That's why I know that the Bible is not just a book. It's spirit, it's truth, and it's life. And I was just, I wanted to know this God and I wanted to know his word. So I legit was in the Bible for about three weeks before I ever stepped foot in a church. And um, when I finally went into a church, which is a church I'm planted in now, um, I just haven't looked back. I started, I've started serving in my church, but I didn't go somewhere for them to tell me about God, um, for someone to preach hell to me. Um, God revealed himself to me exactly where I was. And I have not turned back ever since. So in 2016, um, I was taking a college class and they asked us to write a creative piece on identity and I decided to write a piece entitled, Who Am I? And it was just my testimony. It was telling um, whoever was listening, like, where I was and how Jesus saved me and who I am now. And I sent the poem to one of um, our leaders at our church. And I just wanted her to, to read it, you know, and she or listen to it because I recorded myself. And she was like, oh, my gosh, like, you need to come do this at the young adults ministry and granted I've been writing since I was since I was 15 years old but I have never shared my stuff with anybody okay so 
I went and I shared and my ministry just started there. People were like, what the, like, who are you? And I'm just like, I don't know, like, what's going on? And this has happened. People were always telling me, Mariela, you need to have your stuff where people can see, like, where can we, where can we see, like, see your spoken word? Where can we see, like, you? And I'm just, and I just prayed and I just heard the Lord tell me, the name of my ministry would be She Speaks, you know? I didn't want it to be about me, about Mariela, my name and, and whatnot. I always wanted to make his name great. So if you guys notice on my page and stuff, it's, I don't have a, a picture of myself. Um, it just says She Speaks because I want to just speak about him. Um, the know? way that I saw that, like, played out in my head was, like, S, capital H, E, like, like he speaks through she, you know, like she speaks. And I want to like represent God to my generation. I want to turn hearts back to God. Honestly, once you taste and see that the Lord is good, there's nothing else that you won't hunger and thirst ever again. And I want everyone to feel and experience the love of the father. And that's, that's overall my message. If you follow our ministry it's always bringing you back to the heart of the father an amazing testimony and it's also it just kind of shows the common thread what i notice with a lot of people that are purpose to do really great things for the kingdom they always feel like they're not enough they're always isolated um feel like they don't belong and i think that God specifically does that because it kind of allows us to remember what maybe he walked through and how, what he experienced when he was on earth and how he had to also isolate himself to make sure that he would be right for the kingdom and do the right things as his father was leading him to do. And I just noticed that that's a a really common thread because that's kind of what basically what happened to me even the all the way to the point of you discussing how your father was that's actually in my book clarity beauty and pain where I discuss that growing up my parents were providers but they were not people Mm -hmm. that showed affection or you know told me I was pretty or I was smart or things like that like if I came home with straight A's on my report card it was just like okay that's what she's supposed to do yeah that I believe God was just grooming us and um yeah wow that's good yeah creating you know what I was a really big like people pleaser I was always Mm -hmm. scared of confrontation and like I would turn into like the scared little girl whenever I needed to stand up for myself or have any sort of needs because when you're not affirmed growing up you don't know if you're okay you don't know if you're wanted you don't know if 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 like so I basically abandoned my own needs right this is what they were telling me you abandon your own needs for the needs of other people you have like no identity pretty much and they're like there's a lot of therapy and um you know talking this through and walking this through you'll be able to live a functional life but let me tell you like in that moment I started feeling like all this anger towards my dad because I started thinking like, you didn't do this for me. And that was before I had my encounter with the Lord. And he revealed to me exactly what you just said. He Mm -hmm. said, I was preparing you in silence so you can hear me. And that's the thing about me is that I can sit in silence and I I, I can hear the father. I have an ear for the father because I, I don't have a lot of distractions. I wasn't raised with a lot of 
chatter, a lot of talk, a lot of whatever that I would always think I was just thinking, but really I feel like God was grooming me to be able to hear him and be okay being alone and not saying that we're called to be alone, but we're not over here broken. If, if, uh, like, what did everybody that, that God used, he took, he separated them. Right. Right. And he separated them. And, and so they can a get their identities, but hear his voice, um, and just be able to stand alone. Sometimes when you're a leader, sometimes you're standing alone. I'm not saying that I've arrived. I'm saying that God's given me an understanding of like how I grew up and I'm grateful. I thank God for my father. I love my father. I thank God for his life. I think he changes your perspective. And I think that we live in a generation that is so obsessed with rehearsing our pain and saying, I am this way because of this, you know, that we, it's okay to acknowledge where you come from, but what is, what is, what is the Bible said? He said, anything that the enemy meant for bad, I'll flip it for your good. That whole, that whole, your whole upbringing, every situation that you were in. And it's just such a cool journey of healing, of wholeness, of identity, um, that we get to embark on as children of God. And, uh, I just, I believe that Jesus is the answer to everything. <laughs> God allowed me to also understand that they mimic what they see. And my mother was like, you know, yeah. my, my mother didn't do that with me. She was a provider etc. And then she's like, come to think of it, because my mother suffered from depression and low self-esteem herself. And so Mm -hmm. she was like, you know, now it makes sense why I feel the way I feel and why I, you know, isolate myself too, because I never got that affection either. And now it's trickling down to my own kids and me identifying Mm -hmm. it is what, what was how God was able to use me to break the curse for my own family because I made a decision at, you know, I had, I was a a single mom, young mom. And my, I I think my daughter was probably about eight years old. My mother-in-law literally told me at one point, you know, you have so much anger and pain. You can see it in your eyes. And she's like, you're not, you're still not truly healed from it. And you're going to end up losing my son, your husband, if you don't get it mm-hmm. together. And when she mm-hmm. told me that, it at first, of course, I was so not receptive. I was like, you don't even know what you're <laughs> talking like, about. Excuse me? <laughs> like, I'm good, ma'am. What do you huh? mean? <laughs> <laughs> and then a couple months later, I was sitting, because she would do conferences. And that's just it just amazes me how God aligned me like even when even when I wasn't quite ready he was steady aligning me with the right people the way I met my husband and how he his his family just happened to be sold out to Christ I didn't even know let's go and you know they introduced it to me and she's the one that was doing the retreats and getting women together and showing me hey this can be done and I was sitting at her conference and I heard clear as day I cannot tell you what they were even talking about I can't tell you how but I know that when I was sitting in that chair that I heard the Holy Spirit say you don't know how to love you Mm -hmm. were never taught Mm -hmm. to love and you don't know how to love let me show you yeah yeah and when I heard him say that moment I made my mind up I'm not going to do this to my kids 
I'm going Amen. to make a change. I'm going to go and, and I'm just going to try. It's going to take work. And it did take work. I mean, because it was something I wasn't used to. I wasn't used to hugging. Girl, when I met my husband, I'm like, what is wrong with you? Why do you want to hug all the time? <laughs> I wasn't used to it. And so now, wow. girl, if you see me, I'm hugging you all the time. It, it became... You know, it's something you just become intentional about. And you really, when having that relationship with Christ really allows you to see those different perspectives and see, hey, I want to be different. I want to walk different. I want to show people the love that you showed me. Yes. Wow. That's powerful. I love how God's using your husband to show you his love for you. You know, he's using yes. your husband as a vehicle. And that's what he did with my husband, too. It's crazy because when, um, I had my encounter with God in 2015. I was a single mom at that, that time. I have, we have a 10 year old daughter right now and she, um, we had her young. I was 22 when I had her and uh, my husband was 25 and we were married at the time. Uh, but we ended up getting a divorce and we were divorced for four and a half years. Okay. And I had my encounter with God in 2015 and I, when God showed me like the truth, you know, I was just like, wow, the devil is out here trying to just break up families. And, you know, like I, he started showing me like my role in like the divorce and all that kind of stuff. And I really like heard in my heart, like, I want to restore your family. I'm like, you're get me behind me saying that is not the Lord. Like you have to, you don't even know like what we went through, like where we are at, that's not even possible. And I spoke to my leader about it and she's like, and I, and not only did I hear it, I, then I started reading about it in the scriptures. Like I, you know, the logos word is the written word of God, but then the rhema word is the right now word of God. So mm -hmm. like, if you're reading the Bible, sometimes what you're reading, it just speaks directly to your situation. Right. Right. So I got all this confirmation that God wanted to restore my family. Long story short, me and my husband ended up getting remarried December, 2015. And my da my daughter got her parents back together oh. and God showed me, showed me how he wanted to use me to break the generational curse of divorce in my family. Like, mm -hmm. and my daughter, my daughter's new normal is not one parent. It's both parents yes. in the home. And he gave me, yeah. And he gave me that. And he, and the thing is, is like, um, you, he used my husband, my husband's so gentle and so like, humble and so like kind you know I could be mm -hmm. a hot mess and he's still like there and I'm just like I was talking to one of uh one of my friends and I was just like I just I sometimes it makes me uncomfortable how much he loves me you know because I'm <laughs> like I'm just not used to like this much like love and I'm mm -hmm. like God is like showing me his love like through my husband and it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful place to be to just that and I love that he he understands that I, I wasn't raised like receiving like that that much love in that way that mm -hmm. sometimes sometimes he like wants to like you know come up not close to me and I'm just like hold up like okay like and I have to get used to it because it's not like not like a natural, not natural for me. Right. <laughs> uh huh like when people be hugging me a little too long, I'm like, uh, okay, I gotta, okay. <laughs> it takes time. I will tell you, it definitely takes time. I think, honestly, the first three to five years of my marriage, I was still kind of like, um, this is too much. And now, 
I am so used to it that if it it wasn't going on, I'd be like, what's wrong with you? Where's my kids? What are we doing? Right. You know, and it's just yeah. so funny how different I am from when we first got married. And I think that's why, well, I know that's why a lot of people may not get why I uplift my husband the way I do, but they have no idea what he did for me, how much he carried yeah. me, how much he taught me how to love unconditionally and be okay. Even, even if I'm mad, even if I, you know, say something crazy, he's still humble. He's still there. He's still that quiet, gentle, like, I love you anyway. Once you get over whatever you're going through, come on over here <laughs> so we can hug it out yeah. and make it what we're doing. And that's, yeah. that's what beautiful. I needed. It's, you know, it's just beautiful. So Yeah, that is. It really is. So I want to, since, you know, we're talking about vision this season, I want to ask you, how important do you believe having a vision is for your life? Oh, I think it's, it's, it's so important. You know, scripture tells us that without, you know, a vision that people perish, it's like, you don't know where you're going or what direction you're headed. You know, it's kind of like shooting arrows at in the wind and there's no target, you know? Um, I think especially um, since vision and vision boards, that's such a buzzword in our, in our culture and our society, I think it warrants um, being said that the vision that we should have for our lives should always be attuned to the vision that God has given us. And apart from that, you know, you're just doing your own thing, you know, and um, yes. something that, something that um, I always say, I say, look, if you birth it in the, if you birth it in the flesh, which is you doing your own thing, like this is what I want to do and I'm going to do it. You're going to have to sustain it in the flesh. You're going to have to do it in your own strength. But if, if you birth it in the spirit, which means God gave you that vision, then, then the spirit will sustain it, which means he's going to provide the resources. He's going to provide the connections. He's going to provide the strength, the endurance, the patience, the mercy, the grace, on that and God sustains that for you versus you having to carry the load on your own. So I think it's so important that before we, we, we speak a vision over our lives or whatever, that you first got it from the heart of God. Cause I'm telling you, when you try to do it in your own strength, that's where burnout comes out. That's where yes. you're just like over it and you give up and you know, people that start stuff one second and then don't start at the next. And they, they're like double-minded, you know, and not going anywhere, you know, like they're, they're kind of stagnant in one place. And that's one thing that I give all glory to God about She Speaks Ministries, because if you were to know me personally, I was diagnosed ADHD. Like I'm not an administrative person at all, where I, I kind of get overwhelmed with a lot of tasks and things like that. Mm -hmm. And like, honestly, God gave me the vision with She Speaks Ministries and he has sustained it. I can't even take any credit for, for that. Like he's Man. the one that's opened doors for me. He's the one that's given me, people ask me, do you have a marketing team? I'm like, no girl, I've never, uh, uh, <laughs> she speaks ministry. They paying like that. Okay. Like to have a marketing team. Like Isn't we're not, that we're not funny because yeah. people are so blown away because I started <laughs> women with balance the end of, it was the very end of 2018. So you might as well say, 
the beginning of last year and it mm -hmm. it grew so fast that you know i'm always getting did you buy your followers did you this? Yeah, no god, god this, is, this is straight up right. <laughs> come on i'm like hold on what people i didn't even know i was like people out here buying followers like how like no for one no for two nobody's got money like that okay like okay. i'm doing the lord's work i'm getting paid right now in kingdom cash okay my rewards are in heaven okay okay because, <laughs> you know but honestly it's like no and people are blown away they still don't get they still like they think they like I'm, I'm no they just don't get it and i can't even take credit for it because mm -hmm. i'm like even like my design and and how like whatever god god will put people in your path like complete strangers you know to to help you along the way yes, like because honestly when i started like she speaks i had no idea i was just being obedient and mm -hmm. like the way it's grown and like i've learned i've learned things along the way and obviously when god gives you something to steward that means like you got to take care of it which means like you can't just, you, you want to do the, your best for the Lord, right? Right. So that means that you're going to start learning the platforms that, that God's giving you to steward. And you're going to learn like how to, how to, how to, um, to, to move and flow on those platforms. Exactly. And God, exactly. So, and you're going to do your research. You're going to, you're exactly. going to prepare yourself. And that's what a lot of people exactly. are They're like, well, how did it get so big? Because when God gave me the vision, I sat down daily for hours trying Girl, to understand analytics and search engine optimization and why I need to use Pinterest and all these different things that I never thought about using before. But I was like, you know what, God want me to do this? I'm going to do it in excellence and I'm going to do it. To yeah, exactly. So that's Please, why. Exactly. Exactly. And you know what? It's like, that's that's it right there 100 percent. like and what's cool is that when it's a god when it's a god thing like we serve the god with the cattle on a thousand hills we serve the alpha the omega the creator of all things good nothing with man it's impossible with god nothing is impossible he will whisper your name in the heart of somebody on the other side of the country okay on the other side of the world and connect you and open up that door for you and like i'm just like how like only god only god like i'm a writer now for a well i've been for the her true worth community right mm -hmm. and it's a trip how how that even happened you know but it's like only god like these connections i'm from san diego california you know like I have connections with people that are doing kingdom work in Africa and in, in Thailand and different places that God opens doors and makes connections like nothing wow. is impossible for him. But here's the thing. You got to be obedient. You got to be obedient. And that means being obedient when you don't know how, what you're doing. Like, mm -hmm. girl, I'm a, when we get off of here, I'm going to send 
screenshot of how my account looked when I first started. Won't he do it? I'm telling you, wow. Look, wow. I, I archived half of that because <laughs> me too. Me too. I was it's like, not even on there. The best. Uh -uh. <laughs> <laughs> even looking back at that first video I did speaking, it was hilarious. I was like, you were so oh nervous. Your voice was oh. trembling. You said uh at least twenty thousand times. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I some I cringe. I'm like, oh my gosh. But here the testimonies and the fact that I knew I wasn't equipped, but God said, What did he tell Abraham? He said, Go to a place that, that I'm gonna show you. And he's telling him, Leave your father and your mother and go to a place not hey, here's what I'm taking you. This is how I'm gonna do it. This is no, he said, Go. And Abraham had to go by faith. Right. Yes. So he, when he said Mario, start, start. She speaks. Man, that was by faith. Yes. <laughs> and and that's it. He'll bring the provision. He'll bring the wisdom and all that. But but he meets you at your first step. If if you're not walking because you want to know everything, that's you trying to birth it in your flesh. Yes. And you're gonna get you're gonna get credit and you're gonna get glory out of something that God says. Look, if you just give it to me mm -hmm. and you trust me. Man, I could do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ever ask, think, or imagine, okay? Because okay. I would I never even thought that it would be like this. Yeah. That, I, that, you know I what I mean? I get it. <laughs> Trust me, I get it. I, I totally get mm -hmm. it. To the point that he had to get me together, like you're think you stop thinking so small. You keep thinking on your level of expectation. I yeah. can do anything. You know, yep. this is not about you. Just do what I'm not telling about you. Yeah, like, okay, I get it. I get it. So since your amen. ministry literally comes from your mouth and what you speak, how do you believe we hurt or help our vision by the words we speak? Oh man. Honestly, look, okay, scripture tells us the power of life and death is on our tongues, right? And what we're speaking over just our lives in general, not just our visions, our health, our family, our, our children, whatever, you're prophesying, okay? So if you're over here, um, you know, saying like, oh, my, this is impossible or whatever, you're speaking death to the vision, and which is going against what God has put inside your heart, you know? If, if the Bible tells us that if we delight ourselves in the Lord, he gives us the desires of our heart, right? A lot of people think that that means that God is like, you know, the Easter bunny or Santa Claus or like a genie in the bottle, you know? No, that's not what it's saying. It's saying when you delight yourself in God, he puts his desires in your heart. Because if you know that when you're walking with the Lord, your desires start to change. So when he puts a vision in your heart, you know, to come to fruition, if you speak against that, you're speaking against the work of God, right? So yes. God is creator. God, God, it didn't say that he, he waved his finger and the earth appeared. It didn't say that he spoke. He's a speaking spirit. You know, he, he said, let there be. And then there was, and the Bible says we're created in his image. And I'm not saying that, that we have the creative power, like the father, like, Oh, I, I speak a car into my driveway or something like that's dangerous. Do that's dangerous theology that's dangerous doctrine that's no he is the all creative one but we partner 
with him. So imagine, imagine if uh, when he told Moses, put your staff down, right? He had to, he gave Moses that vision, right? So that he was going to part the water, put your staff down. And he's over here like, this is never going to work. You know, like, no, you, you just obey. He said, yes. And he put it down and the seas parted, right? When, when, when God speaks something, we don't speak against it. We speak in agreement to it. So it's so important that, that we realize, like, we are never going to understand God completely, but he left the Bible, which is the scriptures of, of men and women, just like you and me that walked with him in their generations. And if you read from beginning to the end, you will always see that God's work on earth always requires the partnership of a willing and submitted human being. So when God gives you a vision, it's because he wants to partner with you something he's already birthed in the spirit. You don't work against it with your tongue. You don't work against it with your words. What did Mary say when the, when the angel came and said, hey, don't be scared. You're, you're highly favored. You know, the Lord has looked favorably upon you. And, and what did she say? Be it unto me as, as you've said. She agreed. Yeah. That was crazy to say, oh, you're about to be pregnant. You know, you've never, you've never been intimate with anybody, but you're about to carry the favor of the world. She wasn't over here like, like oh, my gosh, this is not going to happen. She said, be it unto me as you've said. And that's like my encouragement to anybody that's hearing this is if God's given you a vision, no, first, if you're delighting yourself in the Lord, that means that the visions that you have come from him and you have to trust that you hear from God. But if you're not delighting yourself in the Lord and you're walking in your flesh and everything like that, then you might want to check that because you're going to have to sustain that in your own flesh. You're going to have to manipulate and make your own connections and bust down your own doors and you know, that gets tiresome that like nobody got time for that. So like when you, when God gives you that vision, you speak in agreement. Yes, Lord. The Bible says the promises of God are yes and amen to those who are in Christ Jesus. So if God gave it to you, yes and amen. That's what's going to be coming out of your mouth. <laughs> Ooh, yes and amen. Y'all heard that right. <laughs> so speaking on that, what do you think are some ways that you can speak to the listeners as far as how they can change their mindset in regards to the things that they speak over their lives? Um, I definitely would say, I would encourage you when you change your mindset. So the Bible tells us that we have the mind of Christ. So if we, if we have the mind of Christ and we're to think of those things that are praiseworthy, those things that are good, those things that are noble, those things that, that, that bring glory to God. The first and foremost um, thing is what's coming out of your mouth is coming out of the abundance of your heart. The Bible says that out of your mouth, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So my thing would say, what are you filling your heart with? You know, what, if you are filling your heart with truth, with, yes. with, with God's word, with, with God's heart, then what comes out of your mouth will reflect that. So if you, if you see that you're being negative and you're speaking death over things, then my first thing would be like, what are you filling your heart with? Because what people speak is a telltale sign of what's in their heart. So that's the, that's the only way to really change what's coming out of your mouth is to be careful, to be aware and diligent and intentional on what you're putting in you. If you're putting more of, 
of reality TV, of, of gossip, of, of everything but the spirit, then mm-hmm. that's what's going to come out of your mouth. Faith, faith, it comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So that to mm-hmm. me tells me that faith and other things comes from hearing of other things also, you know? Yes. And one thing is that I like, honestly, I'm like laser focused on, on the things of God. Like, cause after I had that encounter in 2015, I'm like, this is the truth. Like I tell mm-hmm. people, y'all need to search the scriptures and get to know God. Like you would some dude you're interested in on Facebook. Okay. okay? Cause you know, you know, you'll be on the you archives 2003. Okay. Over there in the comments, see who liked it. You know what I mean? Yes. Like you be in it. Okay. Like, let's keep it all the way 100 right now. I'm like, I'm going to need y'all to search the scriptures just like that. Okay. And get to know God like that. And, and with that passion, with that fervor, with that diligence, with that, you know, straight up, like, you know what that's like when you want to know something you're going to know. And the more that you, you, you dive into his truth, the more faith it builds inside of you. So if, if, if you are having a problem with your mouth and what you're speaking over your life, over your children, over your ministry, over your business, over anything, then my thing would say, what are you putting in you? Because what comes out of you, it's what you put in you. That's so very so, yeah. true. Um, mm-hmm. And I totally agree because I, even on my actual, my Instagram page, a lot of people will probably look at it and say, oh, she's not following a lot of people because she's, she's trying to be an influencer. She's supposed to be an influencer. I actually don't look at my page that way. What I do, I'm following people that feed my spirit. If you're not feeling yeah, that fear, I'm not following you. So it doesn't yeah. matter how many you have. I have people that I follow. They only have a hundred followers, but they post amazing things that feed my spirit. So I want to yeah. see those things. And I want to make sure that since I am having to work on a platform, a lot of the times I have to make sure that I am careful and intentional about what I'm seeing as I'm strolling through my pages. So Mm -hmm. it's about all of that. You have to, you have to be intentional about what you're feeding your spirit. And even the strongest person we've actually, we talked about this at a, at a conference, you know, how, if you're not healthy, you shouldn't really be on social media, but I actually feel that even if you are healthy, if you continue to see certain things, it can do something to you. So you need to still be mindful and intentional about what you're seeing. True that. 100%. I'm in agreement with that. 100%. Yeah. 100. And it's, it's, it's really, it's wisdom. It's wisdom. If, if, if you're following a page that makes you look at your own life and compare your life and your husband and whatever, you need to unfollow that real quick. Like, real no, quick. nobody's got time for that at all you know and 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 honestly that okay so people say okay what was like the first sin and i believe that it was covetousness because god gave adam and eve everything he said you can have everything just don't touch this and the devil came and made her think that what she had wasn't sufficient so she coveted something she wasn't supposed to have so that same thing the devil he has no new tricks like if you are a child of god you have a target on your back and it's always going to be for you to question, did God really say, is God really good? Is God really going to do, is God really who he says he is? Because 
Adam and Eve, they were naked and unashamed in the garden. They, they walked with the Lord in the cool of the day. And, and, and the devil sold them a lie that what they had was not sufficient. And the same thing is happening now. When you're swirling sw through social media, if you ever feel like your portion is not sufficient, you're listening to the wrong voice. And, you're, and that voice is trying to get you to say, if you had that, you would be like God. That's the same thing that he told them. You know, oh, God doesn't want you to eat this because you'll be like him. Your eyes will be yes. open. And then what happened? When they, when they ate that, they were ashamed and they were naked and they hid. And they hid. So if you are biting the apple of social media that thinks that somebody else's life is better than yours and you're not content with your portion, you're, you're naturally going to hide from God. Because you, you go into self, you start thinking about yourself, which leads to depression, which leads to anxiety, which leads to about me, myself, and I. And our lives aren't to be self-centered. They're to be God-centered. But when you're not spending time in his presence and we're comparing our lives to other people, they become all about self, self, self. And, man, yes. I'm telling you, 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 you live that life long enough, you'll realize that that is a trap. And, and being so self-centered that... You're, you're always hungry and thirsting for more. And that leads straight up to depression and all that. Yeah. Cause you never feel fulfilled. So Ever. Yeah. You, you can't, and you can't even operate in your purpose like that because you're no. always going to be all over the place. You cannot even, you know, the vision that he's giving you, you can't walk it because you just, you're too busy comparing. Um, I call it the comparison yeah. syndrome and you're just yeah. too busy worried about what everyone else is doing. So you can't even concentrate on what you're supposed to be doing. True that. True that. And ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> and <laughs> so I want to end with this last question. You did a video and it was funny. You, you already kind of was talking about it when you were saying out of your mouth, you know, speaks your heart. That was literally my next <laughs> question because you did a video about, character you know you were talking about your daughter and how we need to have the right character to be prepared to sustain the blessing talk to me a little bit about that yeah so like the okay so god is god's a good father he's he's revealed himself to us as a father and we're, and we're his children and just on a practical level as, as as a parent if you are a parent if not you have you know what it is to have children, young children around that want things that they're not ready for. Like my daughter, when she was like seven, she's like, I don't want a convertible, you know, car. Like say I was balling out like that and I could really get that for her. Would I really be a loving parent to let a seven year old get behind the wheel and drive just because that's what they want to do? You know, yeah. no, they could hurt themselves or they could hurt somebody else. So some of us are over here praying for stuff that that isn't coming to fruition or, or being answered in, in the season or in the moment because maybe our character is not at a place where you could sustain what God is doing. There's things inside of us that, that God sees everything. You know, man sees the outward appearance. God sees the heart. He knows where, you know, we still need to grow, you know. And if, um, I know for, for, um, in exam for example, with, with like the ministry that, that God has given me to steward, I don't think that I could be trusted with something of, of that magnitude, that many souls that I could influence, you know, if I was still trying to be popular or something, you know, or if I was still trying to make it about me and to glorify myself and, and, and those kinds of things. It's like, God needs to make sure he could trust you with what it, where he's taking you. And because he loves you enough 
to, to not give you something out of its time that could potentially hurt you or other people, you know? So it's like, I think the greatest thing is to allow Christ to be formed in us. And that should be the main thing. Not necessarily like we can't be so vision focused and be, I, I once made a post that said, don't be so focused on becoming that your peace be going. So basically mm -hmm. we get so focused on what we're going to do, do, do that. We don't, we don't allow Christ to be formed in us. That is always our first ministry. That is always our first um, goal. That is always what we should always be focusing on. It's Matthew six thirty three: seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. And then everything else will be added to you. But if we're not seeking God first, and that means our character is not being built, our character is not being developed. And maybe perhaps the things that we're praying for and seeking for, we're just not ready for because God is good. And that's one other thing. If God has put it in your heart and you don't see it yet, give it time. Trust the process. But keep allowing Christ to be formed in you so when that does come, it won't destroy you. And it's always going to be him at the center and not us at the center. Because that's always the battle we're going to face. It's going to be God-centered or self-centered, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Woo, girl, you better speak to the people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? God had, I have a really like, I had an encounter, like a, a, a moment where I was allowing the ministry, like I would be reading my word or spending time with God and, and thinking, how can I like convert this to, you know, I was thinking post, I was thinking mechanics, you know, and mm -hmm. I had no peace. I had no peace. Like, I'm in the middle of doing what I know God's called me to do, but I have no peace. And it's because I took my focus off of the main thing, you know, and it started, it, it's almost like my ministry was, God spoke to me and he said, do you want this to become an idol in your life or am I still number one? And I had to yeah. step back and say, at any moment, if God says, give this to me, are you willing to give it? And I said, yes, I am. So that means that there's, that, that your your um the way god works too is like there's no method okay to how he works like instagram you can uh, understand analytics and you can understand that kind of stuff but when something when god's blowing on it it's him doing that it's him mm -hmm. bringing the increase because i could go four days without posting when i just need to recharge and be with it with my father and get my my heart right because i never want to get in a point where my ministry becomes my god absolutely yes. not so i legit i i don't allow myself to get over here stressed out because i'm not on a posting schedule because this because that because i've been there so i can speak on that because i've been there and you can get so overwhelmed in the work and the things of god that you miss the main the main point you know and it's like um i just anybody that has a vision that god is is, is going to um manifest through your life you got to keep him first because you, it, it could become an idol and yeah. and we never want to uh get to to our judgment and god say like you know all of that was dead works because you were doing it for the wrong reason you know Ooh, yes mm -mm -mm. that is so so Girl? true 
You know? Wow. Well, thank you so much for dropping all these amazing gems on us. Um, I am appreciative. I know the listeners are appreciative of all your reminders because, you know, we do need to sit back and do a self-check. And we need to understand that while you're doing, walking in your vision or doing ministry, you're always going to have to do that self-check. That's going to be a a regular recurring thing that you always need to do self-check. Yep. Amen. Amen. So would you mind going ahead and praying us out? And, and, oh, I'm sorry, before you do that, tell everyone how they can find you and, um, you know, just how they can keep up with what you're doing and get all this great motivation that you give. Yeah, definitely. So my ministry, um, is most active on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And she speaks ministries. That's my handle. Um, if you want me to come speak at an event, do spoken word or, or any, any kind of collaboration, um, you could find me on my website. She speaks ministries.com, um, fill out the contact form. You could see just what I'm all about on my website also, but yep. If that's you don't it. mind going ahead and praying us out, I'd appreciate it, sis. Yeah, definitely. So father, we just come to you, God, in the name of Jesus. I just thank you so much, Lord. First and foremost, for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, Lord. We thank you for your presence on this podcast, Lord. We thank you uh, for your spirit within this conversation, knowing that your spirit will speak to each one of us in specific ways. So I pray that the seeds that were sown today, Lord Jesus, they fall on good ground and they produce a harvest in people's lives, Lord. I pray that women feel empowered, Lord, because they are your children. They are your daughters and you have a plan and a purpose for their life. I pray, Lord, for a deeper hunger and a thirst for your word and for your righteousness. For your word tells us that those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, that they shall be filled. So we thank you in advance for filling us, God. We thank you for giving us dreams, for giving us visions, for giving us strategy, Lord to do what it is that you have called us to do before the foundations of the world. I bind any spirit of fear right now in the name of Jesus. I bind any spirit of anxiety right now in the name of Jesus. Anything that speaks contrary to who you've called these women to be before the foundations of the world, I speak against that right now and I lose life and life more abundantly that can be found through your word and through your precious Holy Spirit. So I pray, God, that we start nurturing our relationship with the Holy Spirit, that we realize that the Holy Spirit isn't an entity or a power. He's a person. He's a part of the, the Trinity, and he's our senior partner. He, We can do nothing without your leading and your guiding. So I pray a bold prayer right now over everyone who's hearing this. I pray that we hear you, Lord, easier than thinking, Lord. Let us hear your voice easier than our own thoughts, Lord. Increase, Lord. Let us decrease so that you increase, God. I thank you, Lord, for every single woman, Lord Jesus. I thank you for the woman with balance uh, community, uh, for this ministry, God. I pray that you increase it, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And I thank you in advance for what you're going to do in and through each of us uh, to impact our generation for the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thanks for tuning in and make sure to visit womenwithbalance.org to join our community. Connect with me on social media at Women With Balance. And again, if you love the show, please leave a rating, subscribe, and share so I can keep these episodes coming. Until next week, sis, God, love, and balance.